0: Today we will explore the importance of greening where you live. Although gardening or connecting with plant life at home or in your neighbourhood may not be your first consideration when settling in a new country, the upsides of doing so can't be denied. Australians place great value in green spaces. The personal, community and environmental benefits of plant life are profound. This is why regulations are in place to guide what we can and can't do in our gardens and streets.
1: Suburbs and city suburbs have restrictions on removing significant trees generally in most areas. All local councils around Australia have lots of information about what you can do with trees located on your property. And if you're ever in question, you can always call your local council.
0: Let's get started. Regardless of whether you rent or own your property, there are many benefits to growing plants around your home. Horticulturalist Justin Calverley says working with plants is good for everybody.
2: There's so much study and information about biophilia, which is the human connection to the outside world. And in built-up cities, We tend to move away from that, but we always know we feel a lot better when we're surrounded by the plants in the natural world.
0: The benefits of planting include the resulting shading and cooling effects. Another perk is the filtered air you feel when amongst established vegetation. And for migrants in Australia, there's just something about seeing a familiar plant out of context. Mr. Caverly explains.
2: It really draws you back to your homeland, and it's just a little comforting little nod." that everything's going to be okay. So many unfamiliar sights and sounds that we get in our built-up areas can be negated just by seeing, touching, smelling, or even eating a plant that you're comfortable with and something that you've grown up with. Especially that sense of smell and taste can take you right back to a childhood and take you back to your homeland. Plants and gardens can give that to you.
0: In Australia, there are tree preservation orders across the country to guide decisions relating to our urban tree canopy. Marcus Pearl is the mayor of the city of Port Phillip in Melbourne. He says established trees are vital for our wildlife, our social amenities and our health because open space is limited in most inner city areas. Therefore, urban residents must usually obtain approval from their local councils before they can remove significant trees, even in private gardens. Cities have different regulations around what they define as significant trees. Councillor Pearl explains. Certainly in inner city
1: suburbs and city suburbs, have restrictions on removing significant trees generally in most areas because city councils want to keep up what they call their urban canopy, which is the amount of shade and trees in their city. In regional and rural areas, obviously, there's differences for fire safety and those sort of items. But all local councils around Australia have lots of information about what you can do with trees located on your property. And if you're ever in question, you can always call your local council who has lots of language services also.
0: Renters are also required to maintain green spaces. Maintenance means mowing the lawn and pruning the garden. Sydney property manager Iggy Damiani says beyond that, tenants must seek permission to plant or remove trees.
2: So if tenants want to make some changes to the garden, they are able to, as long as it's not something like a tree that may grow over time, two, three, four metres that could potentially obstruct views from a neighbour or branches going into a neighbour's property, which would then become a problem for the landlord. However, if it's to beautify, if it's low maintenance gardening, that it's more than acceptable.
0: Mr Damiani's advice to tenants is to foster good relations with the landlord by seeking permission prior to any major garden works.
2: When a tenant is making changes to the garden, it's always best to contact the property manager to make sure that the landlord is happy with the changes. And if it beautifies the property, of course they'd have no issues with that.
0: If you don't have your own garden, you may be able to use shared or council spaces near your home. Residents of the city of Port Phillip are driving such an initiative. Councillor Pearl says, like many inner cities, Port Phillip has limited open space, so locals have begun cultivating fruit and vegetables and improving public spaces.
1: What happened during COVID was quite fascinating. There was an explosion of people looking after their local neighbourhoods and that included the land out the front of their houses or their apartments, which is the nature strip. So the amount of people wanting to contribute to nature strip gardens has increased substantially and it came time for council to work out the balance between ensuring we've got the guidelines to encourage people to do that but also do it in a way that's safe and practicable for the general community.
0: The council received a huge amount of feedback from residents who were very passionate about removing restrictions around planting in public spaces. Following community consultation, new guidelines were put in place to allow planting on the council's nature strips. Councillor Pearl explains. People
1: don't need to seek permission necessarily to cultivate a nature strip out the front of their house or a plant box that's near their house. What we ask people to do is familiarise themselves with very simple guidelines that talk about digging underneath significant trees and those types of things so that they're aware of the potential risks and consequences. But we promote people doing this sort of activity in the city of Port Phillip because it has a wonderful cultural and society benefit to everybody.
0: If your council doesn't allow planting in shared areas and your space is limited, your home can still benefit from plant life. Justin Calverly says potted gardens are great for people on the move.
2: But the thing about potted gardens, the positives are they give you great flexibility. You can take them with you, you can even move them into sun, you can move them into shade. That's wonderful. But maybe start small potted gardens need to be the right plant in the right pot. So do a little bit of research to make sure you've got the appropriate pot size and the mix that matches the plant.
0: Some plant nurseries specialise in both native and indigenous plants and gardens. Mr. Caverly explains the difference.
2: So we have plants that are native to Australia and we have indigenous plants. Two slightly different groups. Anything native to Australia can be grown or seen around the whole continent indigenous is a little bit more specific so plants that are indigenous are local to a region so ideally if you're going to start gardening indigenous plants will most likely give you greater success because they have evolved in your climate and in your soils
0: Planting a productive garden has countless benefits, including being able to eat your own nutritional produce, whether it be fresh fruit, vegetables or herbs. And there are other advantages
2: too. An additional health benefit to that is the light exercise we get from gardening. It's something that people of all ages, all cultures can get into and it's good for us. We get vitamin D from the sun and it's actually what we're built and designed to do. Light exercise, working with the earth.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Settlement Guide, written and produced by Melissa Compagnoni and hosted by me, Claudiana Blanco. The Settlement Guide Managing Editor is Rosa Germian. Until next time. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.